Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, spiritual healing from trauma and abuse for empaths, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, spiritual mentor and author, and I'm empowering empaths in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse and childhood trauma through human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. Subscribe now. Now is the time, just the precursor before the new moon in Sagittarius, which is on December 12th in Sagittarius season 2023. It's a time for you to look to the future and ask yourself, what's the best that could happen? Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter and the element of fire. Sagittarius brings us joy, optimism, and meaning. Sagittarius are very spiritual beings as well. So these new moons help us understand what we want because it is an opportunity for us to plant seeds of new intentions, to see new beginnings, and to see the potential for the future. So what I see for the potential of your future is finding peace in your relationships. I have, for the most part, myself been able on on my journey to find peace in relationships. The biggest thing, I'm gonna share with you some tips and tricks of how to find peace in relationships, but I'm gonna say, I'm gonna do spoiler alert and just give it to you now. The biggest thing that has affected my stress and the chaos and the worry and the absorption as an empath from all the drama and trauma from relationships is to not give a shit. Like, it's as simple as that, and it sounds crazy, and it sounds like, duh. And at the same time, it sounds like, that's so mean. But it is key to not care so deeply about what other people are thinking about you, what they are expecting of you, because you have to make sure that you are guarding yourself first. You're putting your needs in front of theirs, And as you become a parent, I'm sure all of you out there listening are, except for a few hand, uh, except for a percentage, sorry, I don't like, I'm not a statistics person, but you are a parent. So you already know that, yes, as a parent, we put our kids' needs before us, but let's say someone is starting to encroach into the boundaries of your children. You're going to stand up for them, right? You're going to stand up for your children and say, no, that's not acceptable. So we need to do the same for ourselves, for our inner child. And finding peace in your relationships requires effort. It requires going to the emotional gym and strengthening your discipline, your discernment, and your emotional skills. And that is so much easier said than done. But communication is something that it's really hard and scary and your body's shaking and quaking and having all this PTSD when you're trying to speak up for your boundaries. That's like going to the gym and lifting the weights. Have you ever seen them bench press these crazy big like muscle builders? I mean, we can all imagine it. We haven't seen it. They're bench pressing all of these pounds. Now, you can't just walk in there and binge press all those pounds. I mean, that's what it is to speak a boundary and to squelch an argument with a narcissist is lifting really heavy weights. But 
we can't do it at first. We can't be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go in there and lift 100 pounds. I'm just going to go in there and tell him that this is what I need. Okay, if, if you are not strengthened enough and you haven't gone to the gym and done the five pound and then the eight pound and then the 10 and you build up to 100, then that narcissist, that 100 pound dumbbell is going to fall flat on your chest. You're going to be spiraled into a PTSD episode. You're going to be pushed back. You're going to be squelched down to nothing. And you're going to go, well, I'm never going to do that again. Right? You can't go all in. You have to go little by little, discipline by discipline in your efforts to build your boundaries and your communication. I guess I'm only speaking from personal experience because I'm an all-in person. And it doesn't work that way. I've completely experienced what I just described like verbally when you're trying to interact and talk with a narcissist or argue with a narcissist. You just don't do that. But um, regardless, the biggest thing first is effective communication. I mean, a relationship that is healthy and that has peace, you can be open and honest about your feelings, thoughts, and needs and not be made into nothing. So I guess that would be a sign if you're in a relationship that is not healthy, you're going to feel like your feelings and your thoughts and your needs don't matter. And I've experienced this so much in my life that when I go to share my needs, I'm still going to the gym, you guys. When I share my needs and my thoughts and feelings with my safe partner I have now, it's still really scary. And then every time he just like is my spotter and he's like, I got you, like, I hear you and I'm sorry you feel like that, you know? And then I get to say, okay, thank you. And I'm sorry that I said whatever I said, right? Communication is key. You have to be able to know you're safe. And when you've not been safe for most of your life, it's really scary. It's really hard. But practicing, like I said, lifting the tiny weights is imperative. And practice active listening. Active listening means you repeat back to the person what you just heard. And this is a really great relationship building exercise amongst couples. And if your partner cannot do that and you like sit down and try and instruct them through this, you know, this exercise, um, that's a huge red flag also. That's a huge sign of like, I don't know if this person's ever going to hear me because he can't or she can't actively repeat back to me what I need, what I'm sharing with them. And it should be very simple. It shouldn't be a diff. They shouldn't speak up in defense like, oh, yeah, but you didn't listen to me or you didn't. Oh, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, you don't want to hear. Yeah, but that's not part of the exercise. The exercise is to literally repeat back to your partner what you just heard. Avoid making assumptions. Oh, this is a big one. And clarify any misunderstandings promptly. So when you have like childlike emotional level person you're interacting with, they're always going to assume, but they're never going to ask or clarify because it's really scary to like hear the truth or be denied or again, be reaffirmed that they're useless or nothing or whatever their negative thoughts are in their head, which all of the people who hurt people have negative thoughts in their head, even if they don't appear to. So the narcissist has all these demons battling in their head. And so they're going to assume something. So clarifying is not really something they're going to do because they've already made up their minds. They're like, 
well, this is how it is. And you don't want me here. You don't love me, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to not talk to you. I'm going to discard you. And I'm not going to invite you over to whatever's happening, right? Whatever their tactic is. There's so many tactics of either avoidance, neglect, or they hound you and they argue with you or they control you and say, oh, well, this is what you need to do. And like, I know best. There's lots of different tactics on how to even move into that relationship with communication. There's assumptions already placed there. So the assumption is I'm not going to be able to feel like a valuable mother. So I'm going to, you know, show up her doorstep with a casserole and I'm going to come in with all my ideas and you know all the things that she should do so that way I'm feeling like I'm a worthy mother or the opposite may be like not calling you at all and not showing up at all and discarding your child because you're just assuming that they don't want you around and that they don't love you and that you're a useless mother and so you could go that way too right so I'm just speaking in one example of how assumptions can be very damaging to a relationship and then it can cause havoc and it's not peaceful right it's not peaceful to be abandoned by somebody you love and it's not peaceful to be controlled by someone you love so here's our next step is setting healthy boundaries this is where the boundaries come in establish clear boundaries and say mom when you come over I really love you I want you to be here and you can bring your casserole. I might not eat it, and that's fine, whatever. Um, but don't throw away all the other food on the counter and, and belittle it because let's say you're vegan and she's not. Like That's how our family values eating food, and we have a difference, right? That's a way to verbally communicate boundaries. And I'm saying mother just because I know like the holidays. I know it's a big, it's a big energy going around the holidays, right? Mothers, like, it's really important to have everything perfect around the holidays, and then that can trigger up so much in our lives. I'm just speaking on hypotheticals here. So setting those boundaries means communicating them calmly and assertively, and what you also need to do is communicate a consequence for that boundary when it's crossed. So just, and you have to, it's almost like writing a contract. You have to verbally say, if you continue to tell me what to eat, you know, and badger me about my weight, then I cannot have you over here at my house. We can meet, you know, at a restaurant, but you can't be around my family in my house badgering me about my weight, right? Or maybe um, that, that isn't that extreme and you say if you bring up my weight I'm going to have to walk away right there's another boundary I don't want to talk about it with you and I'm going to walk away so it starts to almost like try and train the other person and it does train them not that they will be fixed right especially if they're very narcissistic but it trains you not to put up with it and it clearly tells the other person this person's not going to put up with this anymore and so I can't push that button. And if they're on the border, then they're going to start to shift their behavior. If they're totally narcissistic, they won't shift their behavior. But you will be protected. You will remove yourself from that so you don't have to experience it anymore. And healthy relationships that have peace in them are willing to compromise. 
narcissists don't like to compromise, do they? No. But also, you know when you need to stand firm. It's like, which battle do I want to choose? I used to hear that a lot as a child, like pick your battles. And that's kind of the way you can emotionally navigate peace and relationships, depending on who you're dealing with. So being willing to compromise. If you're always compromising and the other person isn't, that's also a clear flag that there isn't a lot of peace there. And so then you get to assert and say, you know what, this really is a strong boundary and I'm can't compromise on it. I love you, but this is my line drawn in the sand. This is my non-negotiable. Number three is empathy. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. I would say we all master this too well. We put ourselves in the shoes of the narcissist and then we make excuses for their bad behaviors. So I think this one is something that mutually can occur within a relationship that is full of peace when you have empathy. Acknowledge and validate each other's feelings. Even if you don't disagree, I mean, even if you don't agree, there's a mutual respect there. And I think we're all hoping to strive for that in our relationships and we're not there yet. As a society, as a culture, we're getting there and we're working towards it. But that is an emotional, intelligent um, trait is to respect someone else's difference of opinion. Forgiveness, having peace in a relationship and or even grieving a relationship that you don't have anymore. Forgiveness is actually key for you to let go and have peace. That's when I learned the Ho'oponopono prayer and I let go gradually of the wrongs that were done to me, that's when I ultimately found peace within myself. And then I was able to find peace in relationships because the grievances that you have in the past, they do carry into your current relationships. Unfortunately, there's no like box where you're like, oh yeah, I have a grievance with that person, but I don't have a grievance with this person. Like those particular grievances, especially when with abuse, it gets carried in and assumed into other relationships in your life. So the more you hold on to resentment, the more it will affect the peace in your current relationships. So focus on letting go through the Ho'oponopono prayer. It really is magical. If you just have to sit down and try it, you say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And you can say it when you're stressed even and you don't know why you're feeling stressed. It's like an instant calming. You say it over and over. If you have like meditation beads, those are great. So every bead you push through your finger, for each bead you say the Ho'oponopono prayer. The more times you say it, the better. And it calms you down, calms your nervous system down. And it allows you to find that peace within yourself in order to find peace, compromise, apathy, I don't care what you think, you know, whatever you need to do with that person helps you find that within yourself. And so I'm so excited to share with you about this peaceful summit that I've been a guest to speak on. It's Peaceful Empath Summit 2.0. 
2.0 and it's hosted by Monica Ausacek and the theme really is finding peace in your relationships. It's an online summit for empaths and highly sensitive people who are ready to, for, to find clarity, who are ready to find connection and calm in their relationships. So I think that is you, my dear empath, especially after dealing with narcissistic abuse and healing from the abuse and dealing with the narcissist, especially around now during the Sagittarius season where, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but Sagittarius love to stick their foot in the mouth. So it kind of makes this, the narcissist even more expanded like the Jupiter's expansion too. So there's this expansion of like saying whatever the heck you want to say and like not caring what other people say. So like with the narcissist, that's not fun. That's not fun to receive. But for us impasse, I guess it does give us a boost of like, I have to say this. I don't care what you think. And even our delivery, in feeling that, our delivery is still going to be softer <laughs> than the narcissist. But um, yeah, I just know that you are consistently and consciously striving to build and strengthen your relationships to be drama-free, toxic people free and all this stuff so i know you're going to love this summit and also if you are similar to me where you're like kind of not actively involved with narcissists but you still absorb as an empath everything like the overwhelm and the resentment and the stress around you this is also a great summit i've personally signed up myself so i can listen to all the other guests that she has on because it's really going to benefit your growth and your relationships. And when we draw a boundary, I just want to go back to talking about boundaries because that was something that one of you dear devoted listeners was telling me in an email that like you hear how annoyed someone is in their voice. You see the eye rolls after you've drawn a boundary when you haven't drawn a boundary this whole time. And they're like, oh my gosh, she's so annoying. Like, what is she doing, right? Like people don't like change. People don't like things. And usually a boundary means they have to do the work themselves. They have to get whatever themselves. Like it's uncomfortable because they've been, you know, enabled by us for so long. So of course they're not gonna like the boundary but that's not the point. The point is the boundary is there to protect you. And so again, don't give a crap what they think about your boundary because it is what it is. And I, it's like, I love you, but it is what it is. And just imagine yourself, I guess maybe because I'm still in it with my uh, little children, my open solar plexus always has to tell myself like, don't care, don't care, don't care. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the quote in um, Jumanji, where the big rock was like, you know, the nerdy guy in the big rock body. And he was like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. <laughs> he was like whispering to himself, don't cry. That's kind of how we need to do with em our empath um, sensitivities is like, don't care, don't care, don't care, don't care. I love you, but I don't care because if I care too much, then I'm going to take my boundary down. You're going to get whatever you want and you're going to, your, your emotions are going to sway me into giving in right so this is the biggest thing that we can do is to not care 
I mean, it's going to be uncomfortable. So then you have to not care that they, they don't like it in a very loving way, right? It's like such this balance of compassion and love with, I don't care. Like, that's not my problem. I need to make sure that I am protected. So imagine having access to some of the most simple and effective yet powerful strategies to help you stop absorbing the stress and anxiety from, first of all, building the boundaries and then getting the people annoyed at you from everyone around you. This is the opportunity now that you can. And my colleague, like I said, Monica, she's an intuitive healer and she is hosting the Peaceful Empath Summit 2.0. She has eight expert empaths, including myself. Um, We've all come together. She's interviewed us to share our unique stories and how we have successfully navigated relationships. So as you listen to these interviews, you'll realize you can have healthy relationships that don't consume all of your time and energy or worries or doubts and thoughts. In this summit, you're going to learn how to listen to the messages from your body and your mind and your soul. You're going to learn clear and cl- how to clear and cleanse your mind and your body and soul as well uh, of any stuck negative energy. That sounds so amazing. And then you're going to s- learn how to set safe and loving energetic, physical, and emotional boundaries. You're going to make learn how to make yourself and your needs a priority while not feeling selfish. And I shared about human design to help you shift out of people-pleasing mode and then recognize the red flags so you no longer attract toxic, narcissistic people in your life. So whether you consider yourself an empath or an HSP, all of us are. I am positive that you will find tremendous value in these episodes because let's face it, we've all experienced hard times in our relationships. It's a normal part of life, but we can also experience peace, calm, and connection. So when you sign up to attend, you receive a gift from me and each expert speaker. You will go from feeling emotionally overwhelmed to finding clarity, connection, and calm in your relationships. There is no cost for you to attend. Register today and the summit starts December 11th. You receive access to all the interviews and gifts via a private podcast. No videos to watch. Just put the headphones in your ears and listen. So amazing. So click the link in the show notes to go to the podcast webpage to sign up for free to the Peaceful Empath Summit 2.0. So to conclude about our Sagittarius foot-in-the-mouth expansion, ever-loving, joyous, boisterous energy that's going around, that's activating within our charts, wherever you have it, it either is you have planets in it, your sun is in it, you're going to feel that real intensely if you have planets residing in Sagittarius or your sun is in Sagittarius, or you don't have any planets, but it is residing in a certain house in your chart, either maybe activating your family life or your um, close neighborhood life or your spirituality or things like that, depending on what house. So family is uh, your fifth house, your 
close neighbors and close family are your third house, your house itself is your first house. Any other example I gave was your house of spirituality is your 12th house. So many other houses there. But if you have that activated, we all have it somehow activated in us, then I think a really fun new ritual that I'm going to try. So you have to let me know how it goes and I'll let you know how it goes. I heard it from an astrologer on the Astrology University. Liminal Cosmos is his Instagram handle. I think he's brilliant and I love to listen to him each season. And he talked about a ritual of creating new goals or wishes that you wish to plant a seed and write each one on 13 different pieces of paper. And then each day, take it from the hat or the bowl or whatever you put it in and then burn it. And on the last day, the 13th day, you don't burn that one. You actually open and read that one. And that is the one that you're going to stay the course and actually care for and bloom and grow. And I thought this was so fun because it's such a Sagittarius spirit of like playing a game with the ritual. Um, so I'm going to try it. You can start it whenever. He says that you typically start it on the day of Christmas and run it through the 13 days after Christmas. But honestly, do it whenever, anytime around this new moon on December 12th. So I will let you know how that goes. And please reach out to me either on Instagram which I finalized my handle finally as Empath and the Narcissist Podcast. That makes so much more sense, right? And you can always email me at ravenscottshow at gmail.com. I love to see your emails come through. So that is it. Let's try that new moon ritual for Sagittarius and make a game out of it and have serendipity and luck, which is ruled by Jupiter, help us with our intentions and our goals and dreams so much love until next time thank you so much for tuning in to the end of this podcast episode and being an empath member here in the community don't forget to grab your free 10-day overcome pain from narcissistic abuse audio series the link is in the show notes upon this you will become a member of the empath newsletter community Please share this episode with a friend, follow my blog at ravenscott.show, and leave a comment in a blog post. I love hearing from you. Be sure to listen to the Empath and Narcissist Audible book, or you can grab your paperback on Amazon. It is a profound exploration of my specific journey and healing, providing you with tools for healing as well. And you can buy my new book now, the follow-up Human Design Workbook, containing all the tools for healing and an in-depth understanding of human design, Empath's Guide to Rising Strong in paperback on Amazon. And your review on the book at this time is imperative for its success. Please leave a review. If you are on the newsletter list, look out in your inbox for presents and surprises of my gratitude for your help. The link is in the show notes. You know, navigating the triggers and the stress and the PTSD after trauma and after narcissistic abuse, it's especially challenging. It's a challenging journey. And I personally can attest that I have gone through this. Your well-being 
is the utmost importance for your healing journey, for you, for your children. And I wanted to create a workshop for you based off of an experience I recently had that I've created this healing process for myself to somatically clear out all of the stress from the triggers within my own body. So here are the deets on this workshop I've just created. It is somatic healing and it involves reconnecting with your body to release the stored tension, emotions, and trauma. I will guide you through exercises and techniques to help you ground yourself, to manage your stress, and to reclaim a sense of control over your well-being and energy. You don't want to miss this opportunity to grab this free workshop and to take charge of your healing process. You will get somatic healing exercises that you'll have in your back pocket for all times, including somatic trauma release shaking, active aura breathing, reciting a releasing mantra, releasing from your hips, grounding meditation. I do an energetic sage cleansing ceremony and a powerful healing mantra to have for your protection and empowerment and to claim your power back. So join me and let's move towards a future filled with resilience, joy, and inner peace. Grab your seat today and get the video access to Releasing Triggers Somatic Healing Workshop today. The link is in the show notes.